joint my mama burned was on the rural route. She parked in old man Taters Woods so she wouldn't be found out. Turned off her dome light, snuck off by herself. Crashed down beneath that window, fired it up, gave it hell. At that hangout, my daddy used to hang around. We watched it all go up and smoke until it all came down. Just like that, the taps and stools and tables got turned to the only joint my mama ever burned. I'll get sassy and bluegrass, come on. Welcome into another episode of the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. As always, thank you, Mr. Chris Hitchcock, for our wonderful and unique theme song. I'm here today with my cohorts and co-host, Chase and Steven. You can find Chase on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Nutmeg2Palmetto. You can find uh, Steven on Instagram at Southern Bling Beer Reviews. And always, you can find my stuff on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Wayne's Beer Delivery. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Solid, solid. Where are we, Wayne? What are we doing here? Well, we are in the big city of Bowling Springs, South Carolina. Got a pretty special day going on today. We've been waiting for this a very long time. It is our first official brew day at Plank Owner Brewing with our good friends Sean, Kyle, and Darian. Gentlemen, thank you for having us. Thank you for hosting us. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, appreciate you guys coming in. It's been a fun brew day so far. Yeah, I uh, always appreciate some free labor and, you know, excited to get this <laughs> this, this beer out there. So, <laughs> thanks, guys. It's always fun, like, seeing guys who haven't had a brew day yet and you know, try to figure out what all is going on and the science behind it all. And it's a lot more of cleaning rather than brewing. So. What what people think it's like to work in a brewery versus what it's actually like to work in a brewery. <laughs> so there's uh, something a little special about the name of this beer. Once, long ways ago, we sat down with Sean and Kyle and talked about the overall business and history of Plank Owner. And as always, we asked our guests, Where'd, you ca- where'd your name come from? Where'd your logo come from? And I looked up on the wall, and based on what I was seeing, not only that day, but a couple of times in the past, just coming in as a patron before this show was a thing, maybe even before my own nutmeg brand was a thing, there were some thoughts, and I had to make some deductive reasoning skills of what, that, what the logo might have been. So I spoke th- a very infamous question, and I don't think... I finished that sentence for more than half a second before Sean very, very, very quickly excoriated me <laughs> into correction. So, 
loyal viewers of the show may know what that question is. Sean, what's the name of this beer we just brewed together? The beer we just brewed is not a pirate ship because our logo is not a pirate ship. So you were talking about the origin. So the name plank owner is an old Navy term. It goes back to the days when ships were wood. Um, and there was so much work and effort that went into bringing a new vessel into service that that original crew, when it got commissioned into service, were referred to as plank owners because they were given symbolic ownership. They owned a plank, therefore they were plank owners. Fast forward, the Navy and the Coast Guard still use that term today. So we just went with it, fit our coastal nautical theme here. Um, but the logo, which is what started all of this, um, a very good friend of ours, very good friend of the brewery, uh, Toby uh, Watson, designed our logo. Um, he did a couple of interviews with me, figured out what we were all about, who we were, what we wanted to do, and decided that something based on the USS Constitution, the Navy's oldest ship, was very fitting, and it absolutely has worked for us. We love the logo. He did an amazing job. Um, but yes, our logo is loosely based on the USS Constitution. I'm all for... Uh a little bit of my own public embarrassment if it means a good a good product comes out on the other end so the gears started turning in wayne's head about the time we did our usual pop-up at the greenville craft beer festival at floor field and uh wayne posed the question to kyle about not a pirate ship being a name of a beer and wayne how'd things go from there well we're going to back up a little bit before then so after episode three where Chase and Sean had their little exchange of not a pirate ship. We all thought it was kind of comical as we're going through Plank Owner's uh, social media, and there's a beer that has a pirate theme or a Halloween costume, someone dressed as a pirate. So immediately, as soon as one of the three of us saw that, we'd send it the group text with not a pirate ship. So the wheels got turning months afterwards. So... Before the craft beer fest in Greenville, I went up to Kyle and was like, yeah, I posed the question, like, hey, man, you know, got an idea, a name for a beer. Uh, you guys could call, should call it Not a Pirate Ship. And we talked about it a little bit, and I didn't think too much of it until I listened to Kyle's interview with Chase. And he actually brought up Not a Pirate Ship, that the logo wasn't a pirate ship, and they were planning a, uh, a Pirate Day fest. So I decided, what the heck, let's uh, shoot an email out to them and just throw it out there and see what happens. And here we are today. So thanks again to uh, Sean and Kyle and Darian for uh, humoring us <laughs> and letting us uh, come and assist them to brew the beer. So, I mean, Stephen has a little bit of home brewing experience, but Wayne and I were pretty green to this, so... The brewing press as a whole, or the brewing press is making a dunkle. Kyle Daring, why don't you walk us through uh, what we experienced today? Uh, nothing too uh, new for, for brewing a dunkle, nothing too special. Um, it's kind of our standard brew day. You know, we mashed in, we milled our grains, you know, we transferred it to the brew kettle, we added our hops, um, you know, transferred it to the fermenter. But we drank some beers, yes. <laughs> Typical brew day for us. Um, but you guys got to experience, you know, kind of all the ins and outs of, you know, some technical explanations of stuff and the amount of cleaning and uh, detail that goes into into making a beer. So, but also the prep work, right? So the 
you know, going through the CIP, the clean and process, you know, clean and place process for, you know, one of our fermenters, making sure the tank is fully cleaned and sanitized prior to having to transfer the beer, cleaning everything, emptying the mash tun. So yes, brew day, but everything that goes into a commercial brew day, like all the stuff that happens behind the scenes. So, and the guys even got to clean the fermenter that the beer was going in today. So they got to experience that. And, um, also was talking to Sean yesterday about how funny it is that they're not a pirate ship beer is going into a fermenter called Nassau, which was a hub for pirate activity back in the day. So yeah. we, we, we didn't plan it, but it couldn't be more perfect if we had tried. Darian pointed that out yesterday and I'm like, that's perfect. We had zero planning on that one, but it just worked out great. All right. So I do have a question. So obviously we were, beginners did we get in your way and you can be honest did we get in your way or did we actually help you or a little bit of both oh well, yeah you were definitely in the way but no you definitely helped out i mean um to just get into the into the brew house and start brewing like we have our our pattern and our you know set way we do things so anybody knew it's going to get in the way. But you guys did a good job of jumping in and just cleaning stuff up. And you picked up the tri-clamp really easily, which most people struggle with. It's, it's quite comical to watch somebody use a, a tri-clamp for the first time. We also got a nice little warning of the cleaning chemicals. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just uh, when we, you know, wash the fermenters, we use caustic acid and a PA solution for sanitizer. So it's just educating them on how you need to wear gloves anytime you're using that kind of stuff. Watch where you're stepping because it's super uh, slippery and as well wear eye protection because don't want to burn your eyes out. So <laughs> We also got a little bit of warning of how hot the boiler gets. And someone either may not have been present for that warning or may have forgotten it entirely. Oh, when I was hooking the transfer <laughs> line in and I touched my elbow. It happens. At least it wasn't my forehead. <laughs> What's the uh, best brew day, either funny story or comedic comedically sad story that's come out of any of your past brew days? Wow. I don't know if we were fully prepared for that question. Um, <laughs> I mean, we've had... All right, here's one. And a little backstory on one of our beers. So when 2019, when we were first opening... Uh, Kyle knows where this is going. Um, so when we first opened, we had six beers planned. We had had seven fermenters. We were going to do a, one of the ones was a porter, and we were going to split it. We were going to do two different variations. So we, that was going to be our initial seven beers for the grand opening. So we were going through doing you know a couple of different beers, a couple of different ales, and we had a brand new recipe, something that Kyle and I created ourselves, and we wanted it to be kind of a, along the lines of a Mexican lager. So we ordered all the supplies in for this, you know, first set of beers for the grand opening. The day comes, we're brewing this beer, and I get ready to grab the yeast at the end, and I ask Kyle, I'm like, hey, where's the lager yeast? He's like, it's in the cooler. And I'm like, nope, all we have is another bag of our California ale yeast. We misordered. We somehow made a mistake in the ordering. Anyway, so here we are trying to brew a lager without the lager yeast. So we decided, all right, well, what are we gonna do now? We have this California ale yeast. It's somewhat cold tolerant, so why don't we treat it like a Kolsch? 
we'll brew it, we'll use the California ale, and then we'll lager it like we would a Kolsch. So in some regards, we treat the beer like we do a Kolsch, but the beer is Tampico Trauma. It's one of the beers that we've done named after a Jimmy Buffett song. Um, just, it's a great beer. It's taken off. It's probably one of our top five, top six selling beers. Uh, absolutely has been great. We've made it numerous times, but complete mistake. Wasn't planning on brewing it that way, um, but made the best of it and something great came out of it. Still don't know what to categorize it as. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. I, had, I tried it something named Tampico recently, but I thought it was a brown ale. Well, we... Uh, when you put a, a, a new beer into untapped, they force you into a bucket. Like you've got to categorize the beer. So the closest category that we could come up with at the time was brown ale. But Tampico clearly is not a traditional brown in any sense of the, in, of the you know, the style. So we've just, we have to call it something. It's as close as we can get, but it's certainly not a brown ale. But it's not a Mexican lager either. It's, <laughs> it's somewhere in between. Um, I can't call it what I want to call it because Kyle gets upset with me. But it's a it's a it's a type of Kolsch so in some way. So story time, Kyle. What you got? Oh, uh, can't really think of anything. You know, off the top of my head right now. Um, there's been many a blunders. You know, uh, you know, brew kettles boiling over. You know, leaving you know valves open on fermenters while we're trying to fill them, and it's just pouring on the floor. Adding, adding puree to tanks and not getting any of the puree in the tank except for all down the sides of the tank. And on ourselves. And on ourselves. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like singing from Carrie with the cherry puree. That happened with me and Sean one time. <laughs> it was like somebody got murdered on the spot. <laughs> it, was a, it was a murder scene for sure. It reminds me of that scene from The Office when it's Halloween and Creed's covered in blood. They're like, oh, it's Halloween costume. That's convenient. <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, it was more like Kevin with the chili. <laughs> well, the, 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 the team here is really good with the HLT, our hot liquor tank. We go to fill it, you know, because it takes a little while to fill up 600 gallons. Invariably, somebody will forget that the thing is filling up, and we'll walk away, get busy with something else. Next thing you know, you hear this waterfall effect in the, coming from the production area. Yeah, we overfilled the HLT again. But, hey, it keeps the tank clean. <laughs> There was one funny story we heard off air about people getting locked inside and outside of certain doors. <laughs> yeah, Kyle accidentally locked me in the tap cooler uh, behind the bar one day when I was trying to do inventory for all the hops and stuff. And uh, luckily, Sean let me borrow his jacket. And uh, I, Kyle shut the door. And when I got done, I was going to walk out and the door wasn't open. So I sat there and banged on the door and nobody answered for about 10 minutes and so uh sitting there in 30 degree you know cooler didn't have my phone on me i had a tablet that we used for the cash registers and had to like sign into my email to email sean to let me out so <laughs> you want to you want to tell him what you what you sent I, me i sent, I sent uh, sean an email that basically said uh master i, I would like to get out of the cooler now please <laughs> He was a sock WSPL. <laughs> so I got a question for you guys. So this is your first brew day. Tell us what you thought. Was it what you expected? Was it 
more? Was it less? What? Give us your thoughts. I thought it was very efficient, the sequential mash to boil. Let it sit. Work, clean the tanks in the meantime. Bring the hose over. That was I thought that was a that very sequential. It's really much like you're running it like clockwork. Well, we've done it a bunch of times, so. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my honest opinion, I thought we were going to come in here in my head, hey, do this, do this, do this, and we'd do it, and that would be it. But what we got was more. It was, hey, do this, because this is why I'm telling you to do it. Or, you know, add this, and this is why, and this is what's going to happen when you add this. That's what I liked about it. It wasn't, hey, you're our helpers, and you do this and that, and we actually got hands-on experience, but also while we're doing it. Seeing this little helpers. Yeah, <laughs> but we got answers to what we were doing. You got a lesson, you got a lesson out of it. There you go. Right, you learned. Yep. And that was part of it. We wanted you guys to understand the brew process, start to finish, you know, and why things happen, like why we do this, why this step happens. So, and I think, you know, like the beginning of the, you know, the mash in when we're doing the Vorloff, um, like why we do that. So I think you guys got a much better understanding of that. So, Yeah, it was a real eye-opening experience for me because, you know, when you're talking about brewing beer, it's not like brewing tea. You know, there's multiple, multiple steps. And it was very eye-opening and educational to see the different types of grains that go into it. And then the addition of the... The hops, the addition of the uh, yeast, um, this procedure, that procedure, um, the 500 or so pounds of spent grains coming out of the mash tun. Uh, so, and, and thank you guys for like you know walking us through and, and you know telling us you know here's what this is and here's what it does and here's why we do it this way. It's you know it, it puts a lot more value into uh, enjoying the end product for sure and. Uh, you know, we we thank you for the opportunity to to do this. It, it's really uh, really cool. That loading that like the grains into the mash tun, quite a little over your head, so to speak, wasn't they? A lot of things are over my head, figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank thank you again for allowing us to do this. Um, it, it was nice to finally like see the process behind what makes a beer, and instead of just like meeting the owner, meeting the brewer, and kind of hearing it theoretically, hearing it language-wise, but not being able to put an eye, eye test, so to speak, to it, and having to piece it together. You're like, well, I think this is what they said. I think this is what that means. But actually now to see it in action, the whole process play out, connect the dots a little bit. Well, speaking of connecting the dots, let's go ahead and talk about the actual beer. Yes, it's going to be called... Um, not a pirate ship, and it is a Dunkelweizen. Um, it's uh, our first Dunkel that we've made here. Um, so it's, you know, we stuck with kind of a traditional style um, when it comes to the Dunkel, and that's what we've got. Um, so we're planning on releasing the beer um, in conjunction with our Black Flag Day, uh, January 21st. It'll be the third Saturday of the month. Um, so we're going to be getting into a cycle once a year. All of our you know, big stouts, imperial stouts like Under the Black Flag or Pirate King, all the barrel-aged beers are going to be coming out that weekend. It's going to be our kind of our variation of like a Gasparilla Festival or a Pirate Festival. We're going to call it Black Flag Day. We'll have, you know, limited release uh, bottles available, cans, um, 
all of that's going to be available on the 21st. So that's when we're going to release it. So we'll release our new Dunkel that weekend. We'll also have our uh, barrel-aged Belgians uh, off to see the lizard and gravity storm coming out as well. And we're trying to figure out the math before, and our not not a pirate's beer is going to come out as fresh as fresh can be. <laughs> it really is. It's, uh, that's why we timed the date the way. Um, so it'll it'll be ready and kegged um, and available in cans and on draft. The cans was a little bit of a surprise to me. Well, to be honest with you, it was a real shock to me as well because mm -hmm. I just figured with it being a untested collaboration that this might just be a, a tap only thing and uh when i found out it was uh going to be in canned uh i i almost uh, fell off my uh, stool at work so uh steven and i talked about it and we wanted to surprise you with it rather than have you know ahead of time a dunk of course is my favorite style so <laughs> what being that it's the first one you've done was it easy or hard to kind of put that we we saw your like I don't want to call it a cheat sheet, but the uh, the recipe, the, the spec, yeah, yeah the, the recipe down. Recipe. Um, was what was the process like trying to figure, out, just trying to like research that and figure out how it should be and how easier or difficult it was going to be? Um, it certainly looked pretty easy from our standpoint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, you said it like we just we did we did some research, you know, looked at you know the style guidelines and, and the tasting notes of what a dunkel is supposed to taste like, what it's supposed to look like. Um, and we just kind of used our, you know, our brewing knowledge and experience to put a res recipe together that we think is going to match up to the, you know, the taste tasting notes and, you know, the style guideline. Um, we're using a traditional, you know, German yeast, and it's a Dunkel's fairly uh, not a popular beer, but a fairly simple beer to brew. It's a, you know, it's a variation of a, a German wheat beer. So with some dark malts. With some dark malts, right? With some dark malts. Yeah, so like all of our malts, we, we do most of our um, beers with uh, Riverbend malts. So Riverbend is a craft malt house up in Asheville. Uh, we're good partners with them. Uh, you know, being a craft brewery, we like to use craft malts from a, you know, kind of a boutique uh, malt house, if you will. So we, I think we're currently on track for like 91, 92% of all of our grains and all of our beers, not just this one, but like everything is coming from a craft malt house so we're you know a craft malt certified brewery that, that's very important for us because you know we're a small brewery uh yes we make craft beer but we want to do it with local ingredients you know as craft as possible so that's why we love the guys up at riverbend so give them a little plug there there were several trips over towards the getting getting close to the end of the boil several trips over to the desk to check uh the ph level of it is it easier or harder to make sure that that's right for something that's a lower ABV versus a higher ABV before it goes into the fermenter? Um, for us, a lot of that's, it's easy. It's just, you know, step by step, right? So our, our brew sheets, you know, and our brew day logs, you know, we track lots of different things. Um, Kyle and I are both, you know, here, we're very analytical, so we track everything because this way you know heaven forbid like any you know brewery something might go wrong and if it does we can go back and look and look at our notes and figure out where something might have gone off the tracks but to answer like you know we we just take those checks every single day every every brew day that we do like we're we're checking gravities we're checking you know you know uh, 
pH level, you know, everything uh, throughout the brew day. Before we thank you one last time, let's go around the table. Final word, gentlemen. Uh, today went pretty good with everybody. Uh, Y'all were big help. Uh, seemed to go about a lot faster with you guys here. Um, pretty smooth, too. Like, luckily, we didn't have any mishaps or anything. So, oh, boils yeah. going over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a pretty good day. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys, for, you know, the beer name, the beer idea. Um, this was a fun day. Always like to do collabs, so appreciate you guys thinking of us that you, that you want to do a beer with us and coming up with the, the beer style and the beer name so it was awesome yeah um basically everything that Kyle said I mean obviously we've we've watched you guys kind of grow up with your podcast <laughs> I think us. we were I think we were episode number two or something like that yeah so yeah we've watched you guys you guys done a great job uh love what you're doing to support the whole beer community uh, here in South Carolina uh, you know obviously coming down to the Brewers Guild uh, trade show and the uh, the beer fest and stuff so just keep doing what you're doing love it love the support thanks for all the support for all the local breweries uh just just keep at it thanks for helping us get in there to the brewers guild <laughs> i did have one final question for kyle so and i meant to get to this earlier but i kind of got a little bit off track myself uh so when i shot the initial email about this whole thing I think it was about six minutes I got a reply that you guys were on board. Uh, was this something that you guys had been potentially thinking about in advance, or was it just one of those split decision kind of things? Uh, yeah, I think I had mentioned to Sean about it when we talked about it at um, the, the Greenville Craft Beer Fest. You had you know shot me a message or two on Instagram, and I was like, you know, just shoot me an email so we can loop Sean in and. We, we had pretty much already made the decision that, yeah, we, we want to do this. Let's just get it finalized in the details. All right. Well, we've come to the time where, as always, thank you all for being great hosts. Thank you all for helping us over the years with our podcast and ideas and the friendship that we've bonded and uh, come to know as always, we want to thank our sponsors, Promotional Graphics, for our awesome banner, Eddie Winningham, owner of Clock Tower Tap Room in Simpsonville, the official home of the Upstate Beer Boys, Upstate Realty and Associates, and as always, thank you Chris Hitchcock for our music. Fellas, I kind of hear a familiar tune playing in the background. We're just boys, and we love beer. You think that's kind of hazy? Lord, let's make it clear. We're just boys, we're just boys, and we like beer, we like beer. If you think that that sounds hazy, then Lord, we'll make it clear. We like Blondales, IPAs, Cider Stouts, and the USA, we're just boys, and we like beer. We're just boys, and we like beer. Upstate like beer. Like beer. beer Boys.